Welcome to Listen In. My name is Stephanie Gates Sloan, and I want to invite you to listen in on conversations I have with my friends as we discuss engaging college students with the gospel. Bill, I'm excited to get to have this conversation with you. It's a conversation, as I've shared with you, that is happening pretty frequently within my ministry context, where we continue to talk about what does it look like for campus ministries and local church collegiate ministries to partner together to engage our campuses with the gospel. Here in Denton, we have uh, three University. So we've got UNT, TWU, we have a community college called NCTC, which actually as of now has five campuses within our county. And so this is very uh, important for us uh, within a, a city that only has a couple full-time college ministries um, that are going on. We're having to rely on our lo- local churches to help us engage over 60,000 college students. And so I'm excited just to invite you into that conversation and want to give you a quick um, opportunity to introduce yourself and to let everybody know a little bit about your background. Sure. Well, thanks for inviting me into the conversation. And, you know, really my experience with college ministry goes back maybe as early as I can remember. I, I can remember as a child, we would, we had a college in, in the town that my church was in and um, always had teams of college students come in and, and lead services. And I always remember just kind of, you know, looking up to those students from afar and, and really looking forward to the day that I would be in college and, and be able to be a part of some similar ministries and um, went on to the University of Kentucky uh, and, was really involved in college ministry there and and also you know really through that experience of being involved in college ministry began to own my faith in a way that I never had you know when I wasn't more on my own at home and and began to have opportunities to explore my spiritual gifts utilize my spiritual gifts in ministry serve every summer as a summer missionary and and so God just used that time in a very unique way to to call me into ministry. My, my plan going into college was to become a veterinarian and I knew I could do that and be happy and comfortable. But, um, you know, there just stayed this thought in the back of my mind that, that my life had been transformed, transformed so much in college. I just kept feeling God drawing me in to be a part of that transformation in the lives of other college students. And so, you know, there wasn't a, a moment that, you know, a flip was switched and, and I felt like, you know, this, this is, is my call to ministry, but it really was a, a process for me over that time in college where, where God just began to change my dream and direction and, and point me towards college ministry. And so I kept my animal science degree and knew that I could, kind of have any degree to, to get into seminary, but moved to, to Louisville after that to, to start seminary. And um, again, kind of had another plan on the side with seminary to, to do some ministry in some other ways. And an opportunity came my way to uh, do ministry at the University of Louisville while I was in seminary. And the more that I prayed about it and thought about it, I thought, well, you know, that should be a no brainer if this is what I feel God has called me into. So I, uh, became the intern at the BCM there and just from day one loved it. And in fact, 
you know, would take classes at seminary in the morning and, and almost be counting down the minutes until I could get back to my car and, and get back to the University of Louisville to do ministry with college students. So I was, I was at the University of Louisville for uh, 12 years. Once I graduated seminary, kind of was in the right place at the right time and stepped into the director role there. And uh, about eight years ago, um, was approached to, to come to Lifeway to lead our collegiate events and um, then ended up kind of taking over all the uh, collegiate stuff at Lifeway and, and serving as our national collegiate ministry specialist and um, has been really fun over the last two years getting to connect with church leaders and campus-based leaders all over the country and hear all the stories of what God is doing through our denomination uh, through college students and on college campuses. And it's been really, really cool to be a part of that. Well, we, I'm speaking for us in collegiate ministry, are thankful for you and the resources and the events and all that you and your office have provided for us. You help us do what we do and you help us do it better. And so uh, I'm thankful for all that you have given um, over the last eight years, uh, specifically to help us engage our college students on our campuses. And I, I specifically wanted to have you be a part of this conversation because of your unique role with what you've been doing at Lifeway. You engage not only with campus ministers like me, but you're helping local churches think through what does this look like for us to engage the college students that are within our community. And so I would really, I think, like I said, just love to hear from your perspective um, based on the conversations that you're getting to have. My experience is pretty narrow. I know what's happening here in Denton with our churches and our campuses, um, but I know that you've got a much broader outlook um, on what's not only happening, like I said, within the campus ministry, but also with the local churches. And what we see, and as I said kind of in the introduction, there's just a confusion of what should this look like? So who should be discipling students? Uh, should there be a worship gathering at BSM if the local church is doing it too? And so we are just continuing here in Denton to have those conversations. And I think it's been sometimes difficult to explain the similarities and the differences between those two ministry contexts. So if you um, were to sit down with someone and explain, here's the similarities and the differences, what are the main things that you would share? Yeah, I mean, I think this is such an interesting topic and conversation. And I think one of the reasons it it's so uh, interesting and, and maybe even difficult is because there are just so many different contexts that these ministries are taking place in. And, you know, you could almost go to every different college university or even every different community college. And because the, you know, the number of ministries on campus and the number of churches in that town, it's all so different from place to place that you know, I don't think there really is a kind of one right answer, one right way. And, you know, in, in some places where there's a variety of churches that want to be actively engaged on campus, that's, when I was at the University of Louisville, I was blessed to be in more of that situation where we had a lot of great churches that wanted to physically be present on campus, wanted to pour into students, wanted to, uh, you know, have church, have college students involved in their church life. 
And so, you know, I think that shaped the, the way that I was at a, a BCM at the University of Louisville, how, how I led the ministry there. And I know there's other places where, you know, especially if you go into emerging regions or, you know, out West where there may be colleges that there's hardly any churches around them that, you know, at, are at a place to engage and have that on their radar. And so, um, you know, I think the, the context of the ministry is, is super important. I, as I've been, especially in this role, talking to church-based and campus-based people from, you know, the South to the West to the, you know, Northeast mm-hmm. to all these different contexts, one thing that is super encouraging is just meeting people from a variety of, of backgrounds and ministry contexts that all share kind of that common mission of, of reaching the campus with the gospel and agreeing. And I think whether people are campus-based or church-based, they're agreeing on, especially in Southern Baptist world, that that the church is is God's plan for students' lifelong connection and discipleship and you know, it's cool to see how churches and campus-based ministries are partnering to, to make that happen, how campus-based ministries are, are being, you know, fueled and how they do ministry because of understanding that, of wanting to, you know, not be a place that takes students away from the church and then four years later hopes that they can integrate back in, but really thinking through, you know, the truth that, when my students graduate church life isn't going to look exactly like it did in college. So how do we make sure that we're preparing them for a successful transition to, to be engaged in, in the life and body of the local church in a way that, you know, they're really set up to serve better and, and be a, a faithful lifelong church member. Absolutely. I know Specifically with UNT BSM, one of our biggest hopes is how can we equip a student in such a way that when they graduate, no matter where the Lord takes them, if they stay here in Denton or they're in Denver or Portland or wherever, that they are equipped to where they know the gospel, they know how to disciple other students, and they're ready to step in and just be ready to serve uh, and to be a church member that knows their gifting and, and is literally ready to, to step in and say, I'm prepared to do this. And so we've started having those conversations with our local churches, specifically those that have ministries or are trying to create them for college students to say, what does it look like for us to have that same end goal? And a lot of them are really encouraging others. The churches struggle to think through, like, what if we can't provide that? Because we agree the role of the local church is discipleship and a lot of our churches are running into issues where they're saying we don't have adults that feel equipped to be able to disciple our college students, but we know this is our role. And then so some of our local pastors will say, well, the only way we can really do this is through the Sunday gathering. And so then as BSM staff, we wrestle with, well, then what is our investment? What should that look like in the life of these students? There are some that are a part of churches that have massive college ministries and they're able to get discipled and they're able to really get connected. And then there are others that they fell in love with a smaller church and they're actively going and they're even serving. But when it comes to someone being available to invest in their life, 
that just has been really, really difficult for them to find. So in those kinds of contexts, here as a as a BSM staff member and as a director, I'm trying to figure out how do we make sure that all of our students have the same opportunity to be invested in and discipled really, really well. Um, and I'm sure you've probably had that conversation come up before. Is that something you've heard? Yeah, and I think, too, you know, what you touched on reminds me of another piece of the puzzle for maybe why this is, you know, why there is some confusion and and tension sometimes, because like you mentioned, there are some churches that are for a variety of reasons, they're just able to minister to college students in a different way than, you know, other churches that may not have all those resources. And, you know, there might be a, a, you know, larger church or a church that has a full-time college minister, or they, you know, just their congregation has a long history of ministering to college students that it's possible because they've had a long-standing relationship with their university that they minister to that they could, you know, ask the question, well, we've already got these systems in place. So why do we need the BSM mm-hmm. or why do we need another group? And and maybe in some ways we don't need each other, but there's a lot of other churches that, that really see the BSM as their lifeline to the campus. And, you know, in, in my role, one of the things that I got to do, um, is do trainings for churches wanting to either start or continue their young adult class or college ministry class. And often it was the, the folks that came to these trainings were, you know, your smaller churches that are, you know, we're talking about lay volunteers that are stepping up to the plate to say, Hey, I'm willing to step in and, and lead a, a college ministry at our church or minister to college students through a Sunday school class. And, you know, they were often overwhelmed at the prospect of it, but also excited at the ministry opportunity. And it was so cool to, to just get to step in for a day and spend some time with them. And, you know, it was, it was really more like half training and half cheerleading and, you know, be able to encourage them and support them and, and just, you know, point them to the vision of, of what God could do through their faithful service, but also give them just, you know, a few basic, tips and suggestions and ideas to, to give them some more solid footing as they were either um, looking to revamp what they were doing or maybe start something new. And, uh, you know, I think there are as many of those churches that exist too, that, you know, are desperate for resources to help who, you know, don't have an established uh, RSO on campus. And, and if they want to, lean into, you know, the mission of reaching college students, they, they need some partners to help them get started and, uh, and maintain that ministry. And so it's been really cool to see how, uh, BSM has been able to, to be a resource to those churches, to, to help them fulfill that mission that God has given them to, to reach the college students around them. Absolutely. I want our ministry to be a bridge between the campus and the local church. I want to figure out how do we conduct ministry in such a way that we're introducing students, no matter their spiritual background, to a local church, but also providing that same opportunity for the church to then have access to the campus. And it definitely looks different now than it did when I first started 14 years ago. Um, And one of the things that we continue to talk about 
is as our churches take ownership of student discipleship, it frees us up for campus evangelism and really giving us the opportunity, especially on UNT's campus, which is extremely lost and liberal. Um, I don't think it would be conservative to say that probably 95% of them do not know Jesus or not actively engaged in a relationship with Jesus. And so that would mean we have about 30 th- or 3,000 students that maybe are, and half of them commute into Denton. So that means there's about 1,500 that are on our campus and that are trying to find a local church here. And so that just looks so different than it did when I first came. And one of the areas that I've tried to step in, like you were mentioning, is how can I provide resources when it comes to what does discipleship look like, or even what's something that an adult and a college student could go through together. Um, That way it's more of we're living life and learning together instead of this almost mentorship role to evangelism trainings, to just even creating resources for when they come to do free lunch and provide a meal often they say, we don't even know how to engage these students when we get on campus. And so I've learned that that's my role um, is to try to help each church think through what does that look like? And as you were saying, each context, each ministry um, is so different. In a lot of ways that provides a lot of freedom uh, and creativity. But when you're looking at partnership, it can get a little sticky (laughs) because one thing you offer to another church Um, might be difficult to offer to this one. And uh, so we're constantly kind of navigating those different things. And so really the question for our conversation is how can campus ministries like the BSM and the local church partner together to engage the campus with the gospel? And so what have been some of the most successful things that you've seen happen um, where partnership has been um, pursued? Well, I think, you know, thinking back to um, kind of what we were talking about earlier, that there are so many different models, there's so many different contexts, and in some ways that can create some of the, add to some of the the tension and the confusion, but I also think when you think SBC-wide that there's some real beauty in that because it speaks to the diversity and the ingenuity of our our greater college ministry family, and um one of the the biggest uh, needs that I think churches can can really partner on and help with is kind of one thing that you already mentioned that whole idea of mentorship. It's such a huge huge need, and especially with this generation of college students, I think they're craving it and they're desperate for it. I Absolutely. I don't know if it's partly because they, you know, with technology, in some ways they're more connected globally than ever they have access to more information than ever but they're I think more overwhelmed than ever at how do I process all this and what do I do with all this and you know we're all kind of living in this tech technological world and I think they often feel disconnected from people that can really help them navigate life in the way that they most most need to help and um, you know I think for some older adults in our churches, you know, the idea of, you know, mentoring somebody can, can feel really overwhelming, but I think kind of what, what you shared, it doesn't have to be about this well planned out program structure of, you know, an hour long Bible study with, you know, A, B and C 
happening and, and built into some structure, but really that just life on life walking alongside someone who's, who's is a college student and who's just desperate for a relational connection that will show them what it means to faithfully pursue Christ. And, you know, I think certainly college students need help rightly understanding and applying the Bible to their life, but they also need to see how somebody who has, you know, been a student of the Bible for more years than they have, how it affects their life and in, in how they're a parent, how they're a spouse, how they're an employee and a career professional in a variety of fields. And so, you know, I think that is such a gift to students when, when churches are able to help make some of those connections. And BSM is always going to be college students around college students. I mean, you can I'm, sometimes have staff or volunteers that, that come in and help to where there's, you know, some adult connection, but it's never going to be at the level that, that students can experience through uh, a local church and through the mentorship that that, that could provide. I love the suggestion of, we're going to call it formal discipleship and informal discipleship. Some of the most meaningful relationships that I've had with students have happened by them going and helping me buy groceries or coming and hanging out at my house and cooking dinner together. We never opened the Bible, but we were living life and we were talking about what God was doing or how we were struggling and how we were growing. And anyone can do that. I tell a lot of our church members that, Many students have never seen what it looks like in a Christian home. They've never seen what does it look like as a Christian to parent. Um, they've never seen what does it look like within a relationship to have a disagreement and to handle it in a way that's uh, edifying to both sides. And it's just such a unique opportunity to just invite a student in and to point them to Jesus just by how you live your life. And, um, I think that's just such a great way that our local churches really can make some extreme differences within the lives of college students. Um, and so I appreciate that you brought up uh, that in particular, because it has been, that's been a conversation that we have quite often. So are there any other practical ways uh, that you can think of um, potential partnerships? Yeah. You know, another really cool thing that I've, I've seen happen in some places is, um, you know, I, I can't think of a single place where whether it's a campus-based or a church-based person has said, you know what, our campus is just fully reached and, you know, we feel great about the level of lostness on our campus and that doesn't happen. Every, everywhere I go, there's always conversations about there's still lostness here. There's a great need for the gospel here. There's, you know, maybe a thousand students engaged, but there's another 10,000 that are unengaged. And so, you know, I've never heard of a campus where there wasn't some sense that there was more work to be done. And I've seen some campus-based and church-based ministries be able to work together in a way to identify some of those pockets of lostness. So, uh, you know, especially in places where maybe there's multiple churches that want to be engaged on a campus that they've been able to kind of all work together to identify, well, here's, you know, international student population and here's the athletes and here's the Greeks and here's the, uh, you know, freshman dorms or, you know, this dorm or a church that has maybe a lot of engineers or professionals of a certain, uh, career field can, can partner with a specific 
you know, degree program or a specific demographic on campus. And so it kind of, especially for churches that are looking to have kind of a, a pointed impact can kind of um, have some of those conversations with the BSM to almost adopt a people group on that yeah. campus to really have a more focused, intentional uh, ministry impact. So it's, it's been really cool to see that one. I think it was uh, a school in, in North Carolina. It was a some kind of like mechanical trade school type of thing that was, you know, probably behind a bunch of buildings in industrial park that was kind of hidden and un, unknown really to a lot of people. But there was a, a, a guy in a local church that kind of God gave a vision for that ministry. And he was able to, to start a ministry reaching these students who were a part of the, the trade program and um, was, I think the church or he had a garage and students were able to come to, to the garage to kind of do work outside of school and continue to learn. And he was mentoring them and started a Bible study and just the number of students that, that that church engaging in kind of that unique ministry opportunity was able to reach was, was so cool. And, um, you know, I know that more and more churches are, are, I, I think starting to, to think about some of those unreached pockets of students. So it's, it's really cool to, uh, to see that happening and to, to hear some of these stories of how God is, is using them to do just that. One thing I always ask local churches is what's the heartbeat of your church? We have some in particular that uh, when it comes to global missions, like that is what gets everybody excited. So of course, then I'm going to talk to them about international students. And that has been just a great way to get our churches that really kind of think through what does it look like for us to do ministry. So I love that you suggested that um, because it is really important, especially on our campus of over 38,000 students. Uh, I always just try to figure out, okay, what are the students that God has brought into our ministry? Because, okay, this is where we can leverage them to go back and just try to see, is there one school in particular, one specific dorm or we really spread out. What does that look like? And then I start to talk with our local churches. And if we realize that this church has primarily music students, then we can have that similar conversation. And I have found those to just be really, really helpful and beneficial. So right now we're in a weird season, obviously, with this pandemic that's going on. And I'm already trying to think through, okay, our ministry is going to look different in the future. And what that could possibly mean for us we kind of live under the university's law of what they say we can and can't do a church is going to have a little bit more freedom but based on just some previous research that I've been doing um, in my PhD program just even looking at like generation z this generation that's coming up the way that they even view education I see that this could be where we're starting to see a pivot of people who are pursuing traditional school and maybe going more uh, online, non-traditional certification programs. And I think this is where helping the local church really see that engaging this age group apart from the college campus is going to be even more important than it ever has been before. And we'll see. I could be wrong. I don't think uh, it's going to be too far off. But in that setting, I think we're always going to need BSMs on our campuses. But we're going to need 
local church members who see that calling of being an ambassador of reconciliation within my community. And I think it's going to be interesting just to see how everything kind of shifts. Would you agree that that's probably something that those of us in college ministry really need to start to uh, pray through and begin to have those conversations with the local churches that we work with? Oh, absolutely. I think we're seeing increased trends in students taking gap years, attending community colleges, taking all their classes online. And that was already happening. And then you add COVID into the mix. And I, I think it's just continue to explode. And just kind of like what you said, some of our on-campus ministry models have been, you know, vital to, to reaching some of those more traditional college settings, but it's probably not a model that's going to be able to expand to reach, you know, all this new reality. And so I think that alone is going to fall short of, of reaching college students in some of these diverse environments that, that we're talking about. And so we need churches who are faithfully looking to serve the students who may be in their backyard at a community college or maybe unengaged, but sitting in their pews on a Sunday morning and they're taking all their classes online, but they don't have that sense of, of ministry community. And so uh, I think we're still on the front end of seeing what that's going to look like and all the ramifications of that. But I think we do need churches to step up to, to, to be looking for that, watching that, engaging with those students. And it's absolutely, I think, like you said, going to become more important than ever for that to happen. When you look at just demographics and statistics for Denton County, our largest population group that's not in church is 15 to 35, which makes sense for a big college town. And so as I start, and I, up until about a month ago, was single. And so as a single, uh, and as I'm 39 years old, going and visiting these local churches, I was recognizing that there wasn't really a place for me. And there, if there wasn't a place for me, there also tended not to be a place for um, college students. And yes, I could have gotten involved in some of the other ministries, but when it came to here's here's a way for you to get to know other people within your demographic or even a, a home group or a small group or a Sunday school class. And I recognize that that was difficult. And granted, I already have my home church and I'm connected there, but just even as I would visit it made more sense to me why that demographic wasn't in church. Even if they wanted to come and they did come, it would be very easy for them to say, I don't think they want me here. And in those kinds of a con in those kinds of experiences within my context, I'm trying to have that conversation to say when they walk in, how do you let them know that you want them? And what is it that you could possibly offer? Um, and what's another way that you can make your presence known within your community? And I think the next couple of years are going to be really interesting to watch as local churches start to try to think through how do we pivot the way we do ministry and the way we view them coming to us instead of us going out into the community. And it's going to be even more important, I think, to equip the church members when it comes to relationship evangelism and where God has placed you. How do you really engage well with the gospel? which is encouraging to me. Uh, I think that while this season is hard, I think it's going to spur on some things that have not been as prevalent in the local church as maybe they were before. So as we wrap up, do you have any other final thoughts 
that you would say, I think this is an important thing that needs to be a part of the conversation? Well, I think just in one other thing that keeps coming to my mind in, in specifically talking about, you know, churches and campus ministries working together and, and the need for the gospel on college campuses and in the lives of college students, regardless of what type of campus they're on. Relationships is so key to all of that. I mean, certainly college students are very relational. So the personal interaction they have with ministry leaders is, is huge, but also more than that, I'm, I'm thinking about the relationship between the campus-based ministry leader and the church-based ministry leader. And if there's not a, a sense of shared relationship and a, a trust in one another versus a skepticism of one another, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to have any kind, anything that's going to look like true ministry partnership. And so I think, uh, in, in some of those situations, one of the best thing that can happen is, uh, kind of a, a no agenda lunch, but just, you know, really spending some time to, to get to know one another and, uh, seeking to, you know, understand somebody else's background and, and the things that, you know, really shaped them in ministry and, and what their own college ministry experience was like as a college student. And, uh, you know, I, some of the most successful partnerships I've seen have definitely been founded on solid relationships between the, the church based and the uh, campus based ministry leaders. And so I think that's a, another super important piece of this discussion that uh, I would encourage folks to lean into. Yeah. So the last question that I ask everybody is why should the local church invest in college ministry? So how would you answer that question? Yeah, I think we've said a lot that's that's kind of touched on that during our conversation, but you know, this college generation is increasingly becoming post-Christian and I think they're quick to look inward for the answers to life's big questions before they ever look upward and you know, I think those of us who have been Christians for any length of time would say that you know, my own heart, my own desires are going to lead me astray every time. And so we need faithful churches that are intentionally pointing college students to the truth of the gospel as the only way to, to really make sense of life and its big questions. And, you know, the other big thing I would say about why should the local church invest in college ministry is because of that, that big shifting demographic that, that we talked about of more and more students changing how they engage with, you know, maybe a typical college, uh, education. Mm -hmm. And so the, the reality of what college students look like and how they're getting their degrees is going to be so diverse that we're going to need more churches than ever come to the table to really be able to, to reach them and notice them and engage with them. And so, um, we need everybody leaning into this mission and it's, exciting when I see whether it's a campus-based or a church-based or a church plant or whatever the context, whatever the, the ministry type, but when they share a heart to reach college students, that's always exciting for me. Yeah. I always get excited. We all know that the, the harvest is plentiful on our campuses, but the laborers are few. And when there is someone else within our community who catches that vision and that desire to engage students, um, 
it is so encouraging to us because uh, sometimes you kind of feel like you're you're out there trying to meet 38,000 students and there's just a handful of other ministries you're working with. And so I agree whenever other churches start to really catch that vision, uh, just the opportunity that we have to encourage one another and to partner together or even just cheer one another on uh, is always just so encouraging. So Bill, I thank you for your time and I thank you for uh, your work and your faithful service. And I am just very, as I said, appreciative of the way that you have leveraged your life and your ministry to help every one of us that is pursuing college students. Um, You've just, you help us be better and you help us do uh, what we do by providing training and resources and encouragement. And so as someone who uh, has been blessed through your leadership and service, I just want to say thank you. And I look forward to getting to to continue to watch what God is going to do in you and through you as you just continue to pursue the calling that he has on your life, specifically when it comes to college ministry. So thank you for your time, not just today, but for your time just in ministry um, over the years. So I, as I said, I really appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for uh, inviting me into the conversation and and certainly what you said about often college ministry leaders feeling overwhelmed and I think sometimes isolated and alone because of the task that they're a part of. I do want to offer an invitation to uh, anybody out there that's listening to this that may be involved in collegiate ministry. Uh, May 5th through 7th, 2021, we're going to have a, a national collegiate ministry summit and you can go to collegiatesummit.com to learn more about the details, but it's going to be a uh, three-day time of training and networking and and always the best part is just all these college ministry workers being together and would love to invite you to to come join us next May. Absolutely. I've I've yet to miss one since I started (laughs) in college ministry. It's one of my favorite things to get to do. So thank you for even plugging that and I'll put a link uh, at the bottom so that if people want to go check it out they can. So thank you Bill. I really appreciate you. All right. If you would like to continue this conversation, you can contact me at stephaniegatessloan.com. The music was created by my talented friend, Vince Romanelli. Thanks for listening.